Welcome back to another episode of the Madonna Get Together. I am your host, Wayne, and today we're going to be doing something a little different. Taking a little break from the usual format, but don't worry, the Drown World Tour episode will be coming soon, I promise. Uh, what I thought I would do, though, is to get ourselves ready for the upcoming Finally Enough Love, the 50 number one dance hits, I want to showcase some of the fan remixers that are out there. Uh, with this being the Madonna get-together and us focusing on conversation with just fans, it felt like a good fit. With that said, I'd like to welcome our first guest for this series, captivated and an instant fan at eight years old by a woman named Madonna singing Lucky Star on MTV, who helped teach him how to live fearlessly and be himself. Cut to him growing into an accomplished DJ with around 700 remixes under his boy toy belt, all the way from Hollywood, Florida, where he is making it in the neighborhood. Please welcome Felix Morales, aka Felix Meow. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. I missed running into you when I was I was just visiting Miami a couple weeks ago, and um, I, I had reached out to you, but you were on your way to Disney World. Yeah. Uh, um, next time I'm down there, I'll have to hit you up, and we'll have to hang out sometime. Yeah, that'd be fun. So, uh, wow, almost 700 remixes. Uh, take yeah. me back to the beginning. Take me. How did it start? When? It, like, when did you get your first gig? When did? You, when did you start? Like, I know you have a radio show. I want you to talk about that too. So, take us all back to the beginning and, and tell us how, like, you go from Madonna fan to Madonna fan remixer. I used to collect a lot of 12 inch singles when I was a kid. Like when I was like 11, 12, I started buying the 12 inch singles for songs I liked. And I got into the remixes and Chef Pettibone was the biggest remixer out there at the time. You know, I was like, wow, I would love to do what he does, work with all these different people. You know, I started trying to do stuff on keyboard, but I was never very good at that. And then I started like re-editing mixes um, for my CD and cassette maxis that I was getting. Mm-hmm. When I was like 25, my friend Steve, who's a local photographer, he bought me the Acid 2.0 program for Christmas. And I just started playing around with it. And I was like, oh, wow, like now I can start doing my own songs and my own mixes. And like, so I just kept playing around and a few months later I joined that site Acid Planet. I started entering contests on there. That's interesting and what I just want to say about that is um, you mentioned the program Acid 2.0 and that's actually the program I had. I, I think I I can't remember if it came with the like the Windows computer that I bought at the time or it was just something that interested me. I believe like Sony ended up buying it right? Like, yeah, the, and they rebranded it or renamed it or, or something like that. But yeah, I remember getting that. And I, I used to do the same thing. I was like, you know what? I don't like how I don't want this seven minute version of, uh, you know, fever. I want to, I want to edit it down to three minutes. So I would toy my way into that. And I think I tried to do a remix or something, but listen, that's, it's not for me. So I'm glad to hear other remixers out there. I think it's really interesting how, you know, you had a path that I kind of dabbled in, but like you've taken it further. You're, you're now like, what, what is this? 20, 20 or so years, years yeah. 21 years later. 
and you've now have all these remixes under your belt. And I asked you to send me a list. I was like, whoa, that's 700. That's a lot. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through those by the time we record, but you did send me a, a, a good like chunk of them. And I think I just went to your SoundCloud and I ended up uh, listening to all the Madonna ones out there. And I will have to say, um, I really loved your Deeper and Deeper remix. And I'll tell you why. Oh. So Deeper and Deeper, of course, is like a Madonna favorite. It came out on erotica and it's it's kind of reminiscent of Vogue in many ways and it also self-references Vogue. Yeah. So um, it's a, a track that I was naturally drawn to when the erotica album came out. And what I like about your remix is that it doesn't take you out of that kind of house sound of the 90s. However, it adds an element of like 2000s flair. Talk me through the process of how do you decide what something is going to sound like when you go to remix it? My my remixing process is like organic. I just play around with sounds and I try to see what sounds good together. I'm like, okay, does this beat work with this bass or does this vocal work here? Should I move it? I used to have a hard time with that at first, but as I've gotten better and played around longer, like... I've figured out how to like move vocals and stems around and use like some parts in one part of a song and then other parts in another part. It takes me sometimes up to like 12 hours to do a mix. If I just go straight through. I, I understand like that, that must be challenging. And I, I guess that's why I have, I have a great amount of respect for remixers. Cause what you're doing is you're, you're taking something that already exists and you're trying to reinterpret it for, or, for a listener and that's not always an easy thing to do because either either you give them exactly what they know and what they love or you completely deconstruct and make it totally different and that's a risk right because you risk if it sounds too much like the original people are like well if it sounds this much like the original i'm just going to go listen to the original if it sounds too different from what they're familiar with and what they enjoy about it well, then now you've risked them not wanting to listen to it because it doesn't sound enough like. <laughs> so the, I feel like there's always this balance with remixers. And I, I know some people will um, maybe disagree, but I, I know that there's some there's some Madonna remixes out that take it like way out of the stratosphere of yeah. anything that is reminiscent of, of what it originally was. And then there's some that just sound, we're like, okay, well, this sounds good, but I don't know if I would choose it over the original. And that's, that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Do you ever struggle with that? And what makes you decide to say either, you know what, I'm going to take this further than I thought I was going to, or is there anything that makes you say, um, I, I wanted to have that, that melody that the original had. Well, with some songs, I like to use the original stems, but I, I leave some stuff out. Sometimes I just have an acapella, so I just add everything else, you know, with all those different sounds and stuff that I have. 
and that's that's why it takes like 12 hours sometimes because you know you got to pick each beat each bass line each synth each vocal part so it takes it takes a lot of patience yeah and if you could explain to the listeners the difference between a acapella track versus a stem well a stem usually is like beat map you look up the song's tempo and the key and all of that and then you set it to the tempo that the song was either originally in or you could speed it up a little bit with an acapella it's just the vocal just the vocal by itself uh one of the other tracks uh, i will say a couple of the tracks uh, i think the most recent one you did is the celebration well no i did that like over 10 years ago oh but <laughs> oh okay but that's the one you sent me the other day that i was listening to it and i i wasn't sure in the beginning if i liked it and i think this goes into the the kind of like oh there's a balance of if you if you remove so much of the original then you got something totally different and which is an interesting thing to say about celebration because there are two highly promoted versions of it there's the one that's on the album uh, on the album celebration and then you have the um Benny Benassi yeah. remix which is what she used for the video and the tour which is totally different um and i know a lot of people prefer the Benny Benassi version and I tend to prefer the album version just because it sounds a little bit more pop and a little bit more like, you know, a Madonna track. Um, but your remix, I think the, the original reason I'm like, I'm not sure if I like this. And I think it took me a minute to actually get what I feel like you were doing. So what I wanted to ask you is like, what are, what usually influences you or, or are there remixers or a style that influence you? Well, I like all kinds of music and I used to go to a lot of raves in my twenties. So that's why some of the stuff I do sounds the way it does. And then like for that song, I wanted to change it like totally and not make it sound like Benny's mix and, you know, do my own thing with it. Yeah, and I think that's what I got from it. So it sounded like I was at like a 2000s rave. Like that's, you have that style. And I've noticed that it kind of comes into your your work, whether you might realize it or not. But I hear a lot of like early 2000s rave type beats, rave type sounds. And I think, you know, I know that there was a a period of time, especially around um, the music era, where that was very popular for a lot of, remixers to do so i wasn't sure if maybe you were influenced by any of the the djs and and remixers around that time um but i also i hear it in your work and that's why i like celebration because i feel like this could be played at a rave right now gay pride white party it it would be playing and people would be like on the dance floor for sure that'd be nice to see (laughs) do you have any remix influencers like from the 2000s Oh yeah, God! Like I used to go to the Ultra Music Festival. I went like six times, but a lot of the DJs that I liked would play there, like DJ Icy, Rabbit in the Moon, Paul Oakenfold, Sasha, um, Paul Van Dyke, Tiesto, all those. You know. Like, nice. Do you have a favorite remixer? 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, I like different people when they do different things. Like sometimes I like when somebody totally changes their sound because it's like, okay, a lot of people have a signature sound. They just stay with one type of beat or one sound. So people don't know who they are, but that's why I like to try all kinds of different things because I don't want to get bored. I don't want to run out of ideas. And if I keep doing the same thing over and over, it's like, okay, this isn't fun anymore. And, but I will say that I think you and I talked about this, but you've also gotten the attention of a few like Madonna adjacent people on, I believe either on your SoundCloud or your Instagram. Can you talk a little bit about that and what you've seen the activity on your, your socials? Well, like I'm friends with a lot of fan remixers. Like there's Dubtronic. He's been doing it almost as long as I have. And he's like an icon in the Madonna fan community. And then there's Skin Bruno that I'm, I've become friends with the last few months. Like we talked sometimes on Instagram. Then there's Brendan Shea, who I talked to before. And then we lost touch for a while, but then we've been talking again. And, you know, he told me that he's been in contact with Madonna since like last year. And he's, he did the black and white cover for Finally Enough Love. Nice. Well, speaking of that album, uh, what are your thoughts on it? What do you think of the, the track list? There's a lot on there from the old songs that I like, but some of the newer songs, it's like, okay, she picked the same people for some of the newer songs. Like I thought there would be like more variety. Yeah. I, you know, I think for a project like this, I think there's two things. There's, am I going to be excited over this? Over pretty much everything that's on there has been released before. There's a couple of of like unreleased versions or um, commercially unreleased. Yeah, like Avicii's Girl Gone Wild mix that's never been on anything yet. And the You Can Dance edits, which were like really hard to find. Well, the ones I was surprised about is the video version for Open Your Heart. That's never been a thing anyone could ever get unless you rip it from the DVD. So um, that's that's kind of like an interesting mix for us to get. Uh, but I'm not upset about it because this will be the first time it's ever been released, like ever. It's never been on a promo. It's never been on anything. This will be the first time we've ever seen the light of day of it in yeah. audio, in just a pure audio format. Express Yourself. Express Yourself, the remix edit. But that's I, that I, I was figured, released when the the tracks the the remix tracks were released on streaming like last year. But I figured and, it would be the video version, like the original video version with with Shep's mix. That's what I would have preferred. Like, hey, if you're gonna do video versions, can we get you know the Express Yourself video version and the Fever video version? Yeah. Too? <laughs> um, I'm not upset with the Fever version. I think the Fever version is technically an unreleased mix, but I think I believe it's just like a shorter version of some of one of the remixes that's all already available, um, at least on CD. I know they haven't been released digital, like on streaming yet. What was the other one? I was surprised. Oh, the Keep It Together. So, and I've I've verified this because it's being marketed as previously unreleased, commercially unreleased as well. 
uh, or the first time it's ever been released. So it is the 7-inch version, which people keep confusing this with the single remix version, the one that was released on cassette and the CD. Yeah. It's not. It's it's essentially the album version, but instead of the guy saying hit it in the beginning, it's her saying hit it. And then at the end, it's just the um, the background singers just ending it with the keep, keep it together. Yeah. So I think that's an interesting one that I'm surprised that we're getting that mix of it because I also assume that with this being the 50 number one dance hits, because they hit number one on the dance charts that we'd be getting whichever version went to number one on the dance charts. But I don't think we are. We're getting what she has chosen from the number ones uh which versions we're going to get yeah so i don't know her thought process um but i know that they she posted some stuff on instagram when she was in the studio basically just listening to all of her remixes of all her songs which i'm not sure if this was a pleasurable experience for her or daunting probably a little bit of both yeah probably both because she's had so many songs out and like there's so many mixes to choose from. Like, I don't know if she listened to like 30 seconds of each mix or she listened to like a whole mix or like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing some of them were probably just like a minute or two and then was like, okay, I'll use that one or no, not that one. Back to your remixing. Is there, what is your favorite remix that you've done of Madonna's or do you have one? I have a few. Like which so, ones? Well, like the celebration one, that's one of my favorites. Like I always when I was giving out CDs, I would always put that on there. And then when I would go to concerts, I would always put it on there cuz I would make CDs and I'd hand them out to fans and stuff. Oh, and wow. So I like, wonder if we ever went to the same concerts. Probably not. If Well, cuz I, I I usually saw her in Miami. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Because I was like, I didn't get a CD, but <laughs> well, probably not a chance of that happening. I, I typically have seen her in D.C., New Jersey, and New York. Those are the only places I've seen her. For me, it's always been Miami. Because <sighs> she never went, she didn't go to Colorado until the Sticky and Sweet Tour, and I was already down here by then. Yeah. That's why I never got to see her when I was younger. My cousin took me to see Prince when I was 12. That was my first concert. To the Love Sexy show, right? Yeah. That's a, an actually really good show. I've, I've watched it on television, but I've never... Uh, I've, I actually saw Prince like eight times before he passed. I uh, saw him once. He is amazing. He's an amazing performer. What are some of the other uh, remixes that you like of yours, of Madonna? There's one that I did for Inside Out a couple of years ago that has over 21,000 plays on my YouTube page. What about that one do you like? Well, because that's one of my favorite songs from the Rebel Heart album. And actually, I got the, the acapella, the vocal from 
Marcos Tutori, who's another fan remixer, he's kind of well known too because he's done a lot of mixes. Uh, what was your process when you were creating Inside Out? Like, what were you thinking about, or, or what made you go in the direction that you did? Well, I mean, I had heard like a, a drum and bass mix when the song first like came out, but they just used like one part of the song. And I, I wanted to do something not like too clubby because it wouldn't have sounded right for the song. So I just did like mid-tempo house, you know, like it's become like one of my most popular mixes. Nice. Did you do that remix when the album first came out? No, I, I did it in 2019. For, oh, okay. It was, it was on the Remixers United 10. It was for that. Um, your Give It To Me remix for Madonna. I think that's another standout one for me. Uh, can you talk about that one? Kind of like what you were thinking when you were putting that one together? Actually, I did that one right after the song came out. Oh, um, nice. Like, I got, I found an acapella and everything else I just added in. I was like, okay, this bass sounds good. That beat sounds good. And when you work, do you work continuous or do you kind of like break it up and say, oh, I've worked on this for two hours. I, I need a break and step away from it and then come back. Or is it, or is it just like, nope, I sit down, I'm going to do it and I'm going to keep on going until I'm done. I take, I take a little break, you know, I get something to drink or if I get hungry, I have something to eat, but I go back to it and I work on it as long as I can, you know, until I get tired or whatever and then I go back sometimes the next day and I listen to it over and over like a few times I'm like okay does this sound the way I want it to sound should I change something should I take something out should I add something what is the longest you've done in one setting like how long have you taken and I mean you can include of course oh I'm going to take a bathroom break or or stop for like an hour to eat but like in one day what is the longest you've ever spent working on a remix like 12 hours 12 hours yeah wow because i stay See, up that's late. dedication i stay up late so i can i do that you know like yeah i'll start in the afternoon sometimes like one two o'clock i'll just get an idea you know i'm like oh i want to try see if i can do something with that song or like sometimes i'll just want to do another mix for a song i like the dedication and not only like how amazing is it that you, all you need is essentially an acapella and a creative mind to kind of put the two together to create something again something that people are already familiar with but now you're you're creating something new for them to enjoy and listen to so i i want to applaud you in your efforts because oh, one i think being a, being a remixer it's it's not an easy job. And then not only that, you know, it's, it's not as if there aren't other Madonna remixes out there. You, you've already mentioned a few and it's kind of like, well, what makes a fans stand out more than what, what would you tell people 
who ask you that? What makes, why should I listen to your remix? Because a lot of the time I, I do something different with it. I make, I make it my own. Like I try to make it still fun to listen to, but I want to give you a different feeling when you hear it. Is there a Madonna song that you have not yet remixed that you want to? I would, I would love to do like waiting from the erotic album. I would love to do that. Ooh. I want to ask you about two things. One, I want to ask you your opinion since waiting has had an official remix that was on the rain single. Yeah. What is your, what is your thought on that remix? It was, I liked the beat. And then I, you know, I heard Everlast do the rap on there. And I was like, I was like, Oh, like, but then, you know, did you do it also like was on the erotica album? And it was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to give you a challenge. I want you to remix waiting with, did you do it? (laughs) And the remix. If you find a way to remix those together, that would be, that would be brilliant. Just a suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I wanted to ask you about time lengths because younger generation tends to like things in, in shorter, more, more snackable kind of in one ear and out the other <laughs> yeah. within a span of two to three minutes. How has that changed the way you remix? It took me a little while to get used to that because I was like, I like to do long mixes sometimes, you know, sometimes I like to do like a five or six minute mix or whatever, cut it down to like three minutes or it was kind of hard at first because I was like, okay, it's just basically like a radio version, mm-hmm. you know. What do you feel like the song misses? What What do you feel like people are missing if... If you know, you know, you're, you're putting together radio shows, which I, I do want to talk to you about in a minute. But the thinking about the length of time that a track is going to be, and you're, you're kind of putting it together in this mix, what do you feel like people are missing when they don't get kind of like your full vision? I don't know. Like, I guess it's because I I started going to clubs so young, and I just I like to dance, and I like seeing people dance, and when you cut a song to like three minutes, it's over in a snap. Like, you know, it's like, okay, it started and now it's over. That's it. Right. It goes so fast. Like, especially it's a bathroom break, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you're at a club yeah. and you're like having drinks or whatever, and you're hearing a song that you like. And then, Two minutes later, it's over. It's like, and I'd also imagine, you know, if if remixes are longer, and let's say I'm at a club, I'm I'm having drinks or or whatever, I'm just enjoying the night. I would think if the remixes are longer, your kind of your perception of time would be different. So if you feel like a lot of songs have played, you know, maybe there's, let's just say. 15 songs that are played within an hour versus if, if you have these longer remixes where they're, you know, you like might only hear five or six or yeah, or 10 it's your perception of time is different where you think, Oh, this many songs have played. It feels like I've been here a while. It might be time to go versus, you know, they're longer. You kind of, you're like, Oh, you know, like I haven't really been here that long. Only like five songs have played. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that kind of 
no, no. judges time like that or measures no. time like that. But um, yeah, like when I'm in the shower or whatever, I'm like, oh, three songs have played. I've I've must have been in here for at least fifteen minutes. Probably time to get out now. That's what I'm saying with with short songs. Like some of these shorter mixes are like two three minutes. If you're somewhere for an hour, that's like twenty songs played. Right. And it's like, damn, I like basically went to a concert, but it's really just an hour going by. So what is your shortest remix that you've done? I've got a couple that are only like three minutes. Really? Yeah. What's one of them? Well, there was one on my, there's one on my SoundCloud page by a girl, Tibby Young. And it's called Dance to the Beat. And it's like three minutes and like 40 seconds. Yeah, you think of time span for most remixes that it, particularly Madonna fans know of. You, you know, her shortest one is sometimes like six minutes, six to seven minutes. And then the longest one could be Not anymore. I don't know, 14 minutes. Not... I, I'll be honest, I don't really listen to Madonna remixes anymore. Um, after probably confessions maybe i really haven't really paid much attention to the remixes that have been done um officially if you're at a club you hear them if i'm at a club sure but i think i used to be more involved so uh, i want to talk a little little bit about shep pettibone because i know he was like an early influencer for you uh, and, and what I'd also say is when I am listening to some of your remixes, I hear some of that 80 sensibility that, that Shep brought to a lot of remixes. So I hear a lot of that in some of your remixes as well. Um, and as well as that 2000, that early 2000s rave vibe, I think those two mesh more well together than people would initially think. Um, but I liked what Shep did in the later 80s early 90s uh with madonna remixes um i always liked that house feel and i think that he always brought that like i could imagine real drums playing this where you get into more of madonna's more recent remixes it's just like well the music that is being produced already sounds overproduced it already sounds like there's a lot of electronic instruments so now you're putting it through a different filter and just playing me more of that same thing where I'm just yeah. kind of like, listen, your original is dancey enough for me. I, I got enough of a beat. And the only recent change to that, I think is like um, her bringing back Tracy young and honey Dijon, I think has brought a little bit more of a house sound. Uh, if we think about like the crave remixes um, or I rise remixes, I think those they, she brought back some level of danceability to those tracks versus it just being a dance track, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, like like her, like Tracy's Crave mix had like a disco-y kind of yep. sound to it. And then I've heard a couple of Honey Dijon's mixes. But yeah, like you were saying, some some of these newer mixes, a lot of, some of them sound the same. That's the, that's another thing. Like yeah. everybody tries to sound like each other, and that's why I don't want to keep doing the same things. Yeah, because I don't want to sound like everybody else. I don't. I don't want people to be like, "Oh, this is that person." Like, like I told you, people used to think I was Felix the Housecat, but that's not me. 
Oh yes, so people if people are just tuning in now. This is not Felix the house cat. Um, this is Felix meow. So, uh, you know, don't <laughs> don't get your cats mis- mixed up, people. <laughs> um, but and Felix the house cat has has had some, a couple great remixes. I can't think of them off the top of my head right now. But American Life and Die Another Day. He yeah mixes for those songs. Um, and I can't remember them, so they're probably not ones that are my favorite. I like the uh, the rock remixes. Everything from American Life that had like a rock remix um, or kind of like this 80s synth. So I know there was a Nobody Knows Me that, that had sort yeah. of this synth rock type sound. Um, yeah. uh, American Life, the rock remix for that. The um, Love Profusion rock remix. I think... Yeah, that was, that, that was by Head Cleaners. Yes. So... Yeah. I think she was onto something there, and then she quickly changed paths after that album, which is a sore spot for me, but uh, I respect her for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, going back to some remixes, I, I, well, I want to bring up your Frozen remix, because you know, with Madonna spending the last like four to six months promoting six months, this, yeah. this same remix over and over yeah. <laughs> just with different vocals from different guest singers rappers. Uh, rapping. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say that I appreciated your remix. I, I don't recall when you said you did it. Um, um, probably like five years ago. Okay. Uh, yeah. And the reason why I want to bring it up is because it has a lot of drama to it. When your heart's not open For me, I think that's what's missing in these newer remixes from Frozen. I feel like the drama is missing. So it, it, it kind of has that sound bite and it's very TikTok generation. It's only like what, yeah. two to, less than three minutes long, even yeah, the original like, one. Like, it's like two and a half minutes. Um, she has spent a hell of a time promoting this song. <laughs> um, three videos, three new videos for it. Three videos. Yeah. Three like, remixes. I don't know if there's well, more. I hope there's not. Um, they all they all sound the same. Like well, because they are all the same, right? Like it's, yeah, it's just the yeah. kicks beat just redone over and over and then she did the fireboard dml version then there was the um shake, 070 07. shake yeah uh, and then sick kick with his vocals which is which is funny because when he first did that he did release something on youtube with his vocals there um so i guess this last iteration and i don't know why they waited to the last remix to promote that she sung a new vocal for it um because it's like, well, you're just sitting on something that people have already heard a million times for the past. Well, let's um, almost a year. And let's a year. let's make this clear: we're really just talking about Madonna fans. We're not talking about non-Madonna fans. I mean, I know that yeah. she did this to kind of drum up, kind of like, hey, a I'm Madonna. Crowd. I am the person that originally sang the song. I get that, but also at the same time, I don't. I don't think the younger generation is that kind of. Um, uh, they don't have that in their thinking that, oh, I need to learn who this original singer is, and I need to go listen to the original track, and I need to now become a fan of this person. I don't think they're uh, – not to say that there aren't – that isn't I mean, a way that people become fans. There's, 
There's some, yeah. Right. There's some. Um, but I don't think that that's what this generation is doing. They're like, oh, that sounds cool. Let me use that for my TikTok video. Yeah, that's that's, that's, <laughs> that's really their, all they're thinking. That, that's their attention span. So I, so for me, all she's really promoting is to her fans. So um, and and the, and the song's almost twenty five years old now. So right. Like, which I think is a testament to you know powerful songwriting, powerful kind of thoughts that are in people's mind. Madonna did sing the song and it was 25 years ago and she is now getting streams based on that. And I think she did the right thing because he did this remix before I am assuming um, he got permission, but uh, it seems like, you know, I, this is where I feel like Madonna did the right thing. She like, um, Hey, I'm going to start getting a cut of this now. So let's go ahead and release this as a single. I think it's the smartest thing that she's done in, in quite some time. And that's where I was confused because I know that she was kind of in the studio with Honey Dijon and she was also um, you know, in the studio with Sick Kick doing this. I really thought that Finally Enough Love was going to be new remixes. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not disappointed that that's not being done, but I, I am kind of surprised, but also we never know what to expect with Madonna. So... Um, well, I'm, I'm I'm glad that some of the older mixes are getting remastered and like yes, updated quality. I'm glad about that. Oh, and I I didn't mean to detract from what I was saying about your remix for oh, Frozen. Yeah. For me, when I listen to it, I feel like oh, this is a remix I could have heard on the remix EP. Like that's how dramatic it is. And like I was saying, I don't think the new remixes really have that drama. And I think that's the thing about remixes is you have to have a way to capture an essence of the original in, in some ways. I feel like you have to do that. And if you if you can't, you got to find a really creative way to make sure uh, I'm listening to a really great track. And I think that's where Shep comes in, the remix of Express Yourself. Totally yeah. different from the album version, but it's... It's still it was the original, and it's very iconic, and it's what yeah. people think about. And some people are like, when they hear the horns on the album version, they're like, "What? What song is this? Why does this sound so different?" Because people well, yeah. have grown up and listened to, you know, if if they buy the Immaculate Collection, they or Celebration, that's the version of Express Yourself you get. Well, yeah, like I don't know if you've heard of Empress. She's like. Uh... A YouTube reactor, and she she was listening to the Like a Prayer album like a couple of months ago, and she heard the album version of Express Yourself, and she said, oh, "I don't really like it." And then she saw the video and was like, "Oh, this is like this is so much better." Like, so yeah. that's that's why that version gets used so much because people know it. People know it. People like it. You know. So that's that's why they use it, but yeah. yeah. And the the other thing about the Frozen remixes, I know we're we're bouncing back and forth, and I do this a lot, so I apologize. But um, when she started promoting the remix, the new remixes of Frozen, there was one version she was using in her stories where it was like a dance remix of it. It was like a, or maybe not like a dance remix, but it was a more enhanced version of the track that was already out, and it still hasn't been released yet. And I'm kind of like, well, where's that version? Because that's an actual track that I want to continue listening to. Yeah. 
Um, she hasn't done it. She hasn't released it. Maybe maybe it's in the works. Maybe she's going to have a whole another video. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you have a favorite of the remixes of the features? Do you like Fireboy DML's version? Do you like 070 Shake or, or Sick Kicks? Actually, I was talking to somebody this a couple of weeks ago. Like, What somebody should do is just combine all of them. Yes, I've said this. I actually have that as a note written right here. <laughs> where's Where's the one mix of all these these tracks? The song will they, only be they, like four minutes long. Yeah, they, <laughs> she, she could have done a video with all of them. Like yeah, just one one video with all of them, and have them do their little parts, and then have her like add a new vocal or whatever into it. And do you have a, a favorite version? Not really. I mean, they all sound the same. To me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much the same. But I think I like out of all of them, O seven O Shake is the best vocalist on there, and that also has the best video of it. Um, and she has announced that she is going to be performing at Pride. I'm guessing another type secret type show in New York City. And her and Sick Kick are going to be performing together. Um, well, yeah, he, she asked him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that whole thing was like set up. Yeah. It seemed like, oh, I'm performing. Do you want to perform with me? And it just felt like very scripted. <laughs> I felt like. Um, but it will be exciting. I, I guess it's going to be in similar style that she did last year when she but, performed. But, but then I heard also that he's probably going to be remixing. Vogue and music too, right? And I'm like, please don't make them sound like <laughs> Frozen Mix too, like with just Vogue music vocal over it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think That's... I'd still be okay with it, <laughs> but I will say, I I have heard some of other uh, some of Sick Kicks other stuff, and it has a very similar. He's he's got a very um unique slash standout sound to him. So like when you hear his stuff, you pretty much know it's him. Well, see, that's, that's what I was saying. Like a lot of people have a trademark sound that people know them by. Yeah. I like to surprise people. So like sometimes I'll do a house mix for a song and then next one is like rock or, you know, hip hop or, you know, breakbeat, whatever house, yeah, ambient. That's I like. I like to surprise people. Well, and I think you will continue doing that because I, you know, I haven't finished listening to all of your remixes, and uh, I know that uh, you like, have and, a ton and more. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you more when I send the flash drives. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Thank you. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing it. I I've already done your SoundCloud. Um, why don't you tell people where they can find you? The, all the different platforms that they can find you and and what your name is under those. Well, I was Felix Meow seventy six on Instagram, but my account got hacked. So now I'm Felix Meow twenty twenty two on Instagram, and then I have a. Felix Meow Facebook page and SoundCloud and on Snapchat I have 
I'm Felix Meow76 on there. And also on YouTube, Felix Meow. Awesome. And you have a radio show. Yeah, I've been doing that for eight years. Tell people how they can listen to it. Well, I usually post it on Instagram and Facebook. But it's it's a station called Power Radio Spain. And I do shows on Tuesdays and Fridays usually at... Well, Tuesday I go on at 11 a.m. my time, and I stay on until 2, 2.30 sometimes. It depends how I'm feeling, you know. And then Friday I go on at 5.30 p.m. my time, and I stay on until like 8.30, 8.45 usually. And I like to play all kinds of stuff. I play remixes that my my friends who are remixers, stuff that they send me, I play my my mixes on there. I play stuff I find on YouTube and all kinds of different things. Like I usually like to start with like a mid-tempo song and then work my way up to like house or like drum and bass, whatever, something really upbeat. Have you ever been contacted by Madonna's people to take something down? Ever. Not yet. I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping someday she'll she'll hear something I've done and be like, oh, I like that. You know, Would like, you be just as flattered if they asked you to remove it? Like, well, it might mean that she still listened to it, right? Yeah. I mean, I would just be happy if she heard something I did and hey, had an opinion on it. Time will tell. Yeah, I mean that's that's why I haven't. I just part of why I haven't stopped yet, and plus, I still have ideas. I hear a song sometimes, and I'm like, oh, I want to try do something with that. What's next for you? What remix are you working on right now? Well, I wanted to try to do that Kate Bush song that's being played in Stranger Things. Uh, running up, up that the hill. hill. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to try to do something with that, but it's it's really hard to find like good quality stems for her songs because there's just not that many stems out there of her songs. Yeah. Well, I wanted to thank you for coming on the show. This will be hopefully a first in a series. You know, just getting to to know fan remixers. I know there's there's a ton out there. So if you're listening and you want to come do the show. Feel free to reach out to me. I am at Madonna Get Together on Instagram, or if you're listening to this on Podbean, you can reach out to me there as well. There's also Instagram and YouTube, and there's lots of places to find people. Yeah. Then if you start looking on SoundCloud, I, yeah. I think you know you start listening to one remix, it'll suggest you listening to another. So there's already some that I've started to discover as well where I'm like, oh, I like them. And then there's ones that I've been listening to for years. Den's 54, who um, his yeah. remix ended up getting used for Like a Virgin and yeah, the, the Rebel Heart Tour. Yeah. I have reached out to him um, and I uh, NDAs that he couldn't breach. And that was the reasoning for um, him not being able to talk to me. I'm kind of wondering how they found him because that – that mix is over 10 years old. I mean, it was, he had done it around the time of sticky and sweet. Yeah. And I had heard it since then, but 
they I guess they found him on SoundCloud or YouTube or whatever, and maybe they played the mix for Madonna and she liked it and was like, oh, I want to use that. I wanted to thank you again for coming on the show. This has been really fun talking to you and getting to know you and hearing your your DJ journey. So if you guys out there, give Felix Meow a listen on SoundCloud, YouTube, or, or maybe he'll send you a flash drive. Um, but thank you Felix I hope you have a great night it was fun